you can be exposed to it at any time in just about any place. From the station bays to the back roads, it's in serious conversations all across American fire systems, and it will directly affect your future. America's first responders are facing a crisis, but it's not the volunteer that's missing. It's the vision and message of today's fire service. From finding new blood to preserving what makes you strong, how you respond is critical. Find burning answers from leading voices that will set your recruiting on fire. Recruiting on Fire with Jeff Fitzgerald. Jeff is an award-winning video producer and digital marketer serving since 9-11. His mission is to build on the story of America's fire rescue heroes and be your voice for the next generation of volunteer recruiting. Now, here's Jeff. Hello, brothers and sisters. Thanks for listening from across the globe. I'm Jeff Fitzgerald, and this is another episode of Recruiting on Fire from Fire Media Strategic Vision. Today, I want to address a word in the firehouse that needs to go. As I said a moment ago, you can be exposed to it at any time in just about any place. From the station bays to the back roads, it is in serious conversations throughout stations in America. And not only will it affect the future of your fire system, it will affect the future of volunteer fire and rescue across the nation. It's a metastatic word that creeps into our perceptions. It has the ability to stall even the most potent efforts for revival. There is no personal protective equipment that can stop it. You see, after being internalized and left to burn, it is more dangerous to the volunteer departments than a flashover. Every effort for growth is incapacitated from this non-suspecting and seemingly innocuous word. And what is that word? The word is inevitable. And if you've been around any length of time, you're probably familiar with this word, aren't you? So why is inevitable such a problem? You see, this mindset can stall even the most intentional forward motion. After all, why do anything if what will be will be one day? And of course, it doesn't just stay with the one person who feels this way. That negative energy seeps out and it goes across the room and more and more and more as leaders. If we do not address it, if we do not confront it, it's going to take hold and it's going to create a toxic environment that will stop your forward motion. And most likely one day it will keep you from surviving. You see, practically the word inevitable takes the shape of, well, you know, it's never going to be like it was back in the 1980s or the 90s or even five years ago or 10 years ago. Volunteers, you know, the people just don't volunteer like they used to. And that is really true. We all know that. But at the same time, does that mean that you cannot find 10 people in a year that maybe might be the difference between you just barely holding on, barely meeting the public good and thriving? Is it the kind of thing where the word inevitable speaks to, well, we shouldn't even try, we shouldn't even have an intentional effort in our strategic marketing, in our recruiting, and especially in our retention? You know, it's one thing to go after people with pancake breakfast and give them the signs of, hey, we're a volunteer, you be a volunteer, and, you know, we beat our chest and we make it like, hey, it's a great place to be. But then when people get there, we have them hold up their right hand and they swear them in, and then it's, as I've said before, crickets and no one talks to them, and there's no communication, and they feel lost. They don't know where they're supposed to be. They know they're not supposed to touch anything, and yet there's nobody really taking them and leading them. This is a chance for somebody in the department, actually, who has always thought they should be the leader of the department. Hey, what a great place. Lead the people that need it. 
and you can show off your leadership skills. But all too often, these are the things that create this uncertainty. Well, uncertainty is its own problem, but the word inevitable is creating an answer for a problem that hasn't happened yet. And that's where I believe it is a cancerous condition that needs to be confronted by leadership in every department. You see, for the station recruiter, and especially for the leadership, this subtle resignation requires our immediate attention and contention. Outside our doors, we know the challenges of identifying and attracting potential members. It's a new day. It is not like it was. You know, or we have to overcome work-life balances that are really anything but or we have to navigate training requirements that are dependent on periodic and inflexible schedules. Sometimes government structures put these rules in place and they're for good reason, but they're not really bent for the volunteer. Makes it very tough sometimes. For sure, much of this has created new barriers from years past, but inside our doors, what if our internal climate and our culture is competing for that biggest obstacle? You see that it's understandable that the Visible changes from what once was have taken place. We all see that. Not to mention a slowing status quo by small and often overworked leadership teams. Most of the membership is frustrated with structures that they're unfamiliar with. There's identities that have been lost, and there's decades past thinking that is not appropriate for today's strategic marketing, recruiting, and operations. All of this certainly adds to a drifting department mindset in a new era, doesn't it? It's almost understandable to disengage and, well, just let time take its course. We've heard this so many times. If you're in a combined system, you know this conversation. Well, the county's going to take us over or make us go away. Well, I think there's a conversation sometimes for what we can do to make the volunteer system work better with career. I myself don't believe a career station or a career body has ever taken over a volunteer station. As volunteers, we have so much more responsibility and influence with what we have been given long before we're in a moment where that can happen. You see, I think what we do is we yield our control. We yield our power. We yield our stations up because we're not caring for them. We're not stewarding them. And we're not intentional about them. We think, well, I'll take over the president because, you know, Bob did it last year and we'll just play ping pong. When was the last time you pulled out a piece of paper and you got with people and you said, hey, gang, it's a new era. It's 2020. You know, we may not be ever, you know, what we once were, but what can we do now to really, really look for where the people are, where the new blood could be and how to speak to them, how to speak their language? How do we get the younger generation to help us articulate that, you know, that message? And how do we do it strategically so that we know that we're moving in the right direction? And in situations where we don't have enough personnel, where maybe we don't have enough interest, where we don't have enough engagement, or situations where there are not enough leaders to effectively move the needle, where one or two or three people are really doing it all. Or on the flip side, leaders who are afraid to share and delegate for fear that something else may go wrong. Realize if you're in that situation, you're already in trouble and there is definitely trouble on the horizon. It's time to make decisions that will give you the best chance at survival right now. The problems that the word inevitable create happen from years before taking our foot off of the gas, putting it a little bit on the brake, letting the naysayers have a bigger platform and everybody slows down together and we wait for what? the inevitable, but it doesn't have to be that way. You've heard me say this before, you know, maybe it's not the volunteer that's lost. It's really the vision of today's 
fire service, the message of today's fire service, because the word vision to me is the most important word in the dictionary. It paints the future in a way people can understand today. Vision is the single most powerful ingredient in any recruiting outreach, and it attracts new blood and infuses the current roles with a sense of being and belonging. Now, obviously, we need to be ready when they do come in the door and the recruitment works. That's where our retention needs to be strong, that we have our pipelines in place, that we know how to take somebody from the time they swear in and we don't just leave them hanging, that they do feel engaged and have a sense of belonging. But that's part of how we build for the future with a faith that says, while we are here, we're going to be all in and we're going to give it everything we have to be as good as we can be for the people that call us in their worst moment. You see, the word vision has a main responsibility in setting the tone for purpose, identity, security, and acceptance, four things that every human being must have. A purpose that answers a bigger why in exchange for the time and dedication that we ask of them. An identity that carries unity and forward direction for every individual. A sense of security that is more inclusive and diverse And it's with an acceptance of another's perspective in their dialogue. We actually will talk to each other. We don't sit there with our arms crossed and we will not speak. We don't hide out. We don't argue. We have a conversation. And sometimes we have that conversation even when we don't always agree. You see, a department with vision has an internal cadence set by men and women of inspiration in the face of uncertainty. And I can speak to this. In 2017, some of you know, I took over a small fire system that was on the brink of closure. In fact, they had voted as a board to close, and it was at the last general membership meeting in December 2016 that I was asked to take this on and see if anything could be done with 22, 25 members. And, of course, there weren't 22 or 25 members actively serving the way we needed them to. What I said in that moment was, I believe in speaking life over this. And if I do this, understand, I'm not doing it with the idea that we're going to close in a year, even though that's entirely possible. You know, we're in a combined system and there's uh, a new station being built in a couple years. And, you know, there's, there's always external pressures and things that may or may not happen. But, you know, none of us know the future we have today. And I think it's important to operate with a mindset that's in the moment. And so, you know, I'm happy to report, you know, three years out, uh, I've left the the leadership. I still serve, uh, but we're doing okay. We're doing well. We're not in the fights that we were in. The toxicity is gone. People are enjoying each other. It is like it used to be in terms of the community part of the fire system. And that's why you hear me speak so much about the words vision, identity, commitment, unity, impact, role, story. There, there's a lot to be said for looking at the greater meanings to why people do what they do. And that's why you hear a lot of that with me. But vision is one of these these words that I think paints a picture that can move mountains in so many ways. I mean, it did for the department we were in, but it wasn't easy. I spent many, 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 many hours preaching that this is how we can get through this. But it worked. It was a team effort because it couldn't be just one person, right? I didn't save the fire system myself. People got a hold of that vision. And they said, you know what? You're right. We can believe for a better day. More people came on. Great people came on. We've just released three EMTs, and the first time that's happened in a decade or more. No, we're not a gigantic station serving a metropolis. But you know what? For the people that call on us, we are able to help them in a moment of need, and we have the ability to support our career staff in a way that we both can care better for our community.
And so, as I said, Vision resists romanticizing the days of old as good as they were in favor of writing new stories that unify and partner a new generation, recognizing the intrinsic value in every person who gives for the sake of the call. And I definitely include our career staff in that. If you're in a combined system and you may have bought into some of this word inevitable, there's good reason to be thinking, well, what's going to happen down the road, right? We always talk about that road, but we never talk about what we're doing while we're on that road. You know, I don't believe that a career station has ever taken over a volunteer station. I don't think that happens. That's what a good leader will do. And, you know, we need leaders who can merge the old with the new. And I think that is so important. What we don't ever want to do is tear up the heritage of the past. The people who have given, many who are still life members and still in the moment with this, have done tremendous things for their community. They're heroes and they need to be honored. We never tear that down but we can build new chapters on top of that so that everyone has a great story to tell when they leave the fire system. I think a lot like this, you know, we have to know our own sense of why before we can communicate it across the board as leaders. How do we do it without knowing what the why is in our recruiting? Certainly we have to know what our why is before we, you know, talk to those who we're asking to make a commitment. One thing is absolutely certain though, nobody responds well to silence drama, or a sense of being lost after they've joined your firehouse. You know that. Foster an environment of equality, unity, mentoring, and fellowship. This is going to be your best chance at growing into the future. Last, I'll say this. I also think it's important that we continue building closer relationships with our brothers and sisters near us in other fire stations. You know, this is also modeling unity. On the fire scene, you can always needle each other and have some fun poking a little bit here and there. That's all part of the fun. But outside of that, we should share and excel together. We should share training resources. We should have conversations as presidents and fire chiefs as to how we can join forces to create a better public safety experience for the community. And regardless of the what ifs that remain, you can create a new era that meets your next generation with fresh attention. Because I do believe the volunteer is still out there. I'm Jeff Fitzgerald and this has been Recruiting on Fire. Recruiting on Fire is a podcast of Fire Media Strategic Vision. From strategic vision and leadership consulting to our media recruiting services, learn how Fire Media TV can help your organization attract, inform, and engage the next generation volunteer recruit. Visit www.firemedia.tv today. Your support of this program is always appreciated. This podcast is a production of Jeff in The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of any organization.